Welcome to the Two C's in a Pod podcast presented by Macedonia Baptist Church. I'm your host, Chris Lindsay, the hostess with the mostest, back in the studio again with the great Reverend Chris Grafning. The studio. The studio. Yeah, this, this yeah. We might, got, might as well call it a studio. Call it a studio. I, I do more podcast recording in here than I do anything. That's it. You know, the shower time with Chris and then, <laughs> then this podcast. Wait, you have another podcast? <laughs> you didn't know? No, I didn't. didn't no. Right. No, I don't have another shower podcast. Shower thoughts. I'm just, I'm just like fishing for prosperity gospel now um <laughs> yeah there you go I'm, I'm looking for that health wealth that health wealth you're just really yeah. trying to build just, that build that um that that wealth build that audience right yeah, yeah. you know with the conference i went to leadership <laughs> conference you know i got to build my influencer platform so people know who i am and then they're happy about me mm-hmm. and then you know i tell people what to do you know i was yes. like i was on the uh i was on that tiktok uh, a couple weeks ago i got a button on button I was on the TikTok a couple weeks ago, and uh, Homeboy was like, uh, your church bulletins aren't that great. Let me give you three steps of wh- how you can make your church bulletins better. I like that voice. Yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> kind of what he sound like. Right? Is that kind of- <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm, I'm hitting that influencer. Catch, yeah. catch me on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, Doing the renegade and stuff. That's I don't. It. I don't know any other TikTok dances at this point. I don't even know, you don't even what, know what you what just said. About. Like what you just like, said. Just I, got I'm, out. I'm speaking in tongues for you. That was it. That was like shit about a Honda. That's all I heard. It's like Mur. no, like what is that from? Uh, uh, the is it one of the Muppets? Mur, 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 mur. I don't know, dude. Something. That that's before my time, man. Oh yeah, I'm old. See, this is why I'm showing. I'm old. You're old. I'm old. Yeah, but you have a dope T-shirt on. I do have a dope T-shirt. Presented on. by uh, Macedonian Baptist Student Ministry. I Rock, love my church. Rocking the I love my church Amen. shirt. Amen. I do love. You my cannot church. get that online, so don't even go look. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome to it's come exclusive. to me. It's exclusive. It's exclusive. Rare. <laughs> Soft, 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 soft. They're going to show up in a Goodwill some, someday. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. We're, <laughs> we're going to try to sell it for five cents. Five cents. Uh, that's it. Man. Chris, so, we had a busy weekend. We did have a busy weekend. You had weekend. a busier weekend Mid-week? than I did. Yeah, had a busy weekend. It's okay. But I had a good weekend before, week before. Uh, spring break kind of took time out of the office and had family and went to Bush Gardens. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was recording a podcast at the time. You're you were yeah, no you weren't. I was here on Monday, <laughs> Tuesday I went and did that. <laughs> what what was the what was the best roller coaster? Pantheon. That's their new coaster over there. Was it good? It was pretty good. It was a little cold that day though. I mean I was I was on front row on a couple of rides and I was like, Woohoo! So so Pantheon's <laughs> the one where you like go up and, and you Almost, almost make it, make it, and then and you then go backwards, back and then it and launches then you backwards up this spike. And like I was like, I got to ride the back row because I want to get as high up on that thing as I possibly can. Like, and then it then launches you again, and then gets you. Yeah, over. but the thing about riding on the back row though, you you normally feel the slowdown. When when you're on the front row, mm-hmm. you really don't feel that slowdown. Mm-hmm. But the back row has in in a lot of coasters often have when the when the train comes over the over the hill you'll get the pull so you I get pulled over the over the hill so it's a little faster a little faster and you get a little bit more airtime on some of those hills coming uh, out of your seat but now I'm all about the airtime like, I you? like coming out of the seat man that's that's fun I don't I don't I don't like it you don't like it <laughs> anyways nah, but yeah, yeah we the, have a good time. the older I get the less I like stuff like that yeah well. 
You're just, I'm just turning into a grumpy old grumpy man. old man. That's that's what it is. That's Court, it. Courtney tells me that all the time. I'm a grumpy old man in, in a 29 year old, old body. <laughs> nice. All right. Speaking of grumpy old man, let's talk about uh, prosperity gospel. <laughs> Was I a little grumpy old man yesterday? No, no. I'm, t- I'm talking about the grumpy old man seen in Kenneth Copeland. Oh prosperity yeah. Gospel. Oh man. Goodness gracious, dude. <laughs> Uh, he blew, they scary looking, he, he man. Blew, he blew away COVID two years he later. Did. He did. Yeah, two years later. Finally. <laughs> finally. He blew it he away. Blew, it took a while to travel all the way around the earth. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. we just threw Kenneth Copeland under the bus. He needs, it's okay. He needs to be thrown underneath the bus. He does. He is uh, uh, full on prosperity gospel. So what is the prosperity gospel? I mean... I explained it yesterday in the sermon, but it's... For those who don't listen to you. Yeah, that's right. That maybe fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> took a little nap. Took a little nappy poop. Yeah, all right. Uh, but it is, in essence, it is making Christianity, and particularly uh, your faith in Christ, is meant not for uh, redemption and salvation from your sin, but really uh, a... A life of prosperity that uh, if you just have enough faith and and you and, give enough money, yeah, right. Generally coupled with the faith. Yes, yes, right. And and uh, if you just, I mean, I, I'm I'm just kind of I'm losing my my train of thought here. But you you have enough faith in in money, right? Then God will bless you because oftentimes those prosperity gospel guys will get up there and say, "You need to send me hundred bucks, right?" And then seed money. Right. They call it seed money, right? And if you do this, God will multiply multiply your money like a like a bad pyramid scheme. Yeah, very bad pyramid scheme. But um, you get nothing in return. Nothing. At least in the pyramid schemes, you get like the, something. The you starter get box. The starter yeah. box. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, it is that, and it's a, a continual preaching of if you have enough faith uh, that God is meant to just bless your life. That right. You're not going to have any sickness. You're not going to have any uh, struggle. You're going to be prosperous. Your best life now. Uh, mentality and, and wait, that sounds like a book. Your it is a book now by Joel Osteen. By we'll Joel, just say, yeah, it. yeah I, I'm gonna call him out. Like, call I, out I'm not man. scared. Yeah. Um, um, what are they gonna do? Blow me away? Yeah. Um, so, so but you, we see the prosperity gospel not only here in America, but also it it, it hits really hard in poor countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people going over there and. You know, spilling out, give me money, um, and you will be blessed, kind of deal. That that's part of the prosperity gospel, right? Yeah. Um, you know, another one's Creflo Dollar. Uh-huh. Homeboy's last name is literally Look, Dollar, right? And he's got a couple jets that he rolls around in. Yes. You know, I drove um, by one of his churches one time in Atlanta. Did you? Yeah, one of his campuses. Did you see him? No, I didn't see him. You could. You could have. He was, dude. He probably. He probably can't be seen. He's probably like in a like a bunker, bunker, or maybe no, maybe he rides around. I don't know. Always so, flying in a jet somewhere. <laughs> just, just always flying. Always flying. Like he actually just has to go like thirty minutes. So he just like. <laughs> no, <that's good. laughs> but you know, what what they do is is these prosperity gospel preachers is they take the gospel, they narrow it down that Jesus came so that you can have blessings. Yes, and. 
That's not what Jesus came. No. We're never promised blessing. No. In this life. Correct. Right now, we're, we're never promised blessing. Mm-hmm. One thing we are promised is, is that we will suffer just like Jesus suffered. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Our Christ mm-hmm. was beaten, bloodied, put on a cross for our sins. And why do we think we would get anything less? Right. Right? Now, that's not to say that God doesn't bless right. us. Right. But that's not the promise. That's not the promise. Right. And, and, we, and we can... Thank God, like you said, in in any circumstance, mm-hmm. whether it's in in prosperity or in trials and suffering, mm-hmm. we can be content with the way that God's living our lives. Right. Like I, I made a point last night. Doing our life. Yeah, I was talking about this a little bit in regards because we were walking. I walked through on Sunday nights. I've been walking through a book that goes through every book of the Bible through a Jesus lens. So we're currently in the New Testament. And we were, I was, last book I did last night was Philippians. And Philippians is about joy. But in the, in the circumstances of what Paul's writing, and he's writing in imprisonment. And he writes in imprisonment, and he has, it's one of the most joyous books of the New Testament. He's talking about rejoice in the Lord, and he's rejoicing in his sufferings. He's rejoicing that he's been able to have the opportunity that he has. And he has true joy. It doesn't necessarily always mean happy, right? Like, right. Happiness is not always connected with joy, but joy is that even in the toughest of circumstances, you know, oftentimes in suffering, as Paul talks about Philippians four thirteen, kind of like I used that yesterday. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, Chris. Right, Chris. <laughs> now every time I go to the gym, every time, every time, which is not often. Do you quote this to yourself? I quote this to myself before I lift. I can do all things. All things. I can. I'm gonna. I'm going to say me, I'm going to go, I, that's it. That's not going to go quote that verse, and I'm going to go deadlift 500 pounds. Right. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, 413, Philippians 413 isn't about, uh, you can, I can do all things, everything. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about all the things he's talking about is that in his circumstances, he can be content. And his circumstances at that moment aren't in uh, the greatest of circumstances. He's imprisonment. He is, um, he is having to go to trial for his faith, and he says it counted all, and he counts it joy that he gets to do that. But he also says, "I can do all this. I can count it, count, uh, count it, um, to be content with where my circumstances are." Right. Uh, and he even says, "I've had the opportunity in my imprisonments and my sufferings to tell others these Roman guards about Jesus." Right. He talks about this explicitly in Philippians, I've got to tell the Roman guard here about Christ, right? So that's oftentimes, and why one of my big points was, we cannot have these expectations of Jesus that are not seen in the scriptures. Right. And that's why the scriptures are so um, important for us, and really proper interpretation of the scriptures too. Right. Um, and, and seeing the Old Testament correctly and, and sometimes you'll get some of those prosperity preachers will kind of take some of those old testament characters and even characters of the bible and say you know if you would just have faith like that person then you'll be a king like right. david or you'll have solomon you right. know, riches and things like that i, I, w- I want to make a couple comments before we move on to that yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah uh, but I was just, yeah but uh when when we when we see prosperity gospel sometimes we one do it to ourselves Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we're praying, we can sit there and go, "Lord, I've had faith. You know, bless me with this mm-hmm. new car. Lord, I need a new car. Yeah, bless me with a new car." And mm-hmm. then you go out and buy a new car, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's 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 sort of prosperity ish, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, or say say someone gets sick, um, and you're like, Lord, I, I have faith in you. You know, um, please save this person mm-hmm. from dying. You know, family member or something, mm-hmm. and. Oftentimes, uh, they, they may be healed, but sometimes they die. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then, then you're mixed with a um, a battle between okay, did I not have enough faith, mm-hmm. or God, did you God, did you just not care? Right. And you, and you made a comment yesterday at Sterling's fu- funeral. You, you you said I think it was Sterling's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you said that he. he you, you prayed for his healing, mm-hmm. and that prayer was answered in the fact that he's now healed yes. in eternity, mm-hmm. right? Um, that I, I I like that part. Uh, another number two, um, not just us speaking it to ourselves in the way that we do things, but also it it's common in CCM, which CCM is Contemporary Christian Music. I took some of the youth at Pineview to a a um, Conference. I know I've told you this before, but I took him to a conference, uh, uh, not conference, a concert at uh, Carowinds mm-hmm. when we were in Columbia. Um, and you wouldn't believe the amount of CCM uh, singers, Big Daddy Weave, uh, Homegirl Named Tori, or something. Or, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Um, that would sit there and, and say, I speak Jesus' name over you, over your healing, in Jesus' name be healed. In Jesus' name. That's that's what we call word of faith, mm-hmm. right? And right. That's, that's another, it, it's a drop down of the prosperity gospel. Right. And just because you add in Jesus' name over certain circumstances doesn't mean that that's going to change the circumstances. His, his name is powerful, mm-hmm. but it's it's not the use of his name just saying in Jesus' name. Right, because I think some people misinterpret that idea that whatever you ask in my name... It will happen. It will happen. But that's in context of if you're following Christ and you're living your life for His glory, you're going to start asking things not for yourself. You're going to start asking things for what His will be done. Right. So if I ask things in His name, I'm asking for His will to yeah. be done in that situation. Right. So I, it, said, it should be said, I speak the name of Jesus over you, that you're either healed here or you're healed in eternity. Right. You know, whatever the will of the Lord is in that. So, that, yeah, that word of faith is... is yeah. and, it's, and it's terrible. It is. It's, it's, it's a... It's a as you said yesterday, it's a perversion of the gospel, and, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. And <clears throat> here's what we have to do as a church: we we have to know our theology, mm-hmm. know who God is, know what Scripture says, so that when we see this junk, we can eradicate it, not like kill it, but no, right, get rid of it, get rid of it, right? Say, look, uh, quit listening to TBN. Turn TBN off of your TV. Yeah, if you're if you're at home. And you got TBN on your TV, you just need to turn it off. Yeah. There's, Switch that channel. Get there's nothing there. good on TBN. Right. Um, you you want you want some solid preachers and teachers to listen to? Uh, come find Chris and I. We'll sit you down. I'll give you a list. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and we've got to turn that stuff off because mm-hmm. then our expectations 
aren't going to be line up with mm-hmm. scripture. And again, in one of the things about prosperity gospel is that it's very me focused and it's right. not Christ focused. Right. So it's all about me and my these things that I want. I want rather than the gospel turns it from us. We again we we are poor people to invest in. We're flawed. We're we we're weak. Uh, we are we are prideful, and, and you know the Lord is even working on us as Christians, but we still struggle with the flesh. I don't need more of me, and I don't need more investment in me. I need more investment in the one who has saved me, Christ. Right. I need investment in Him, and that's what really the gospel points us not from ourselves, but to Christ. And that's really the foundation of our faith. And that's why I wanted to, what what my point was yesterday is that the foundation of our faith. Uh, cannot be our expectations. It needs to be the expectations and what God has promised in the scriptures about who he is and revealed himself to be. Right. And um, that's why it caused them to burn. The hearts burn for that. So. Now, 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 I do I do want to say something about that. The, the Mormons use that verse mm-hmm. to justify uh, their testimony of the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Which, it's funny to me that they take it out of... Uh, the Bible uh, and, and <laughs> right. add it to the Book of Mormon, uh-huh. um, but it if we're if we're sitting here looking for us, right? That that's that's very like you said, it's very me focused. If you notice with when Chris or I preach, uh, normally the focus on me is the fact that we're sinners in need of salvation, mm-hmm. and then. Because of what Christ has done for us, we then use what He's done to influence others mm-hmm. to to be disciples. Yes, ninety eight percent of our application is that, right? Right. Yeah, study your Bible so you can make disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, come study. to church to to be equipped so you can go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And everything we do is for that purpose of making disciples. Um, for the last little bit that we have, let's, let's talk about, uh, common interpretations of the old Testament. We, you've kind of built that argument through the two, the two homeboys walking to, um, uh, dag, Emmaus, Emmaus, thank you, uh, Stepping and rolling, and then Jesus pops on the scene. And yeah, they're like sitting there arguing, they're like getting into a heated debate. I wonder what they were arguing about. Like, others, you know. Jesus said this. Well, what that doesn't. Well, he died, man. Yeah. So you know, I don't know whatever. That would that would have been like a funny conversation just to kind of. And Jesus kind of rolls up and he's like, "What y'all talking about? What y'all talking about, Willis? (laughs) (laughs) What y'all talking about? What y'all talking about?" But and then then he goes through the whole Old Testament, the Law and the Prophets, Mm -hmm. and explains uh, what what it's about. Like like that's like again, this has been. Just this passage has been transformational in the way that I've begun to now view the Old Testament. Because I used to view the Old Testament in one of the common ways that we're talking about. That I viewed along for a long time the Old Testament was about Israel. And it was important that I knew about Israel, but I didn't understand why. Like I understand, and then all these characters, and I knew God was there, and I believed it's the same God of the Old Testament or the same God of the New Testament. But I believe it, 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 even to a point, for a while there, I was kind of viewing that even the Old Testament saints were saved differently than the New Testament, and which is not, 
correct. It's right. by faith, right? It's you know that's that's the argument both the writer of Hebrew and Romans, right? Uh, but that's how I used to view it, right? And and I think probably because that's the influence of some of the you know teachings I was in. But the that and then oftentimes application from Old Testament sermons that I would ever hear was more like if we're talking about David, David and Goliath. That's a huge one. Slay your giants. Slay your giants. Slay them. Right. Mm, we watched Facing the Giants with the with the student ministry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh man, it's such a horrible movie. <laughs> um, it's horrible. Th- speaking of the prosperity gospel, um, it, it was horrible in that way too because everything's going bad for homeboy. Like uh, he he's not winning any football games. His oven's broke, so they got to eat sandwiches. Uh, his car's about to tear up. Uh-huh. And his his uh, uh, wife can't get pregnant. Like everything's going bad. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, he gets told by this preacher that he needs to prepare his ground for the planting. I mean, for the, uh, for the uh, what's it, when they take the stuff off? For the harvest. Harvest. <laughs> Plant his ground. Pl- all the farmers. Like, <laughs> like what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Plant his ground for the harvest. And so, so homeboy, you, you see like a 15 uh, to 30 second montage of him just like waking up in the middle of the night starting to read his Bible then his wife starts praying and then mm-hmm. then like he starts reading the Bible going out into this beautiful field and like reading his Bible mm-hmm. and then guess what he starts winning ball games mm. he his his uh, buddy gives him a truck mm. uh, then then his wife gets pregnant mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you see all these things happen, and then, like, there toward the end, uh, they they lose the game in the playoff, and they're sitting there talking, and they're, he's like, oh, man, I wish God would have gave us a miracle that we would have uh, won this football game and would have mm-hmm. took these kids to the state champ. God don't care nothing about football. <laughs> and I'm, right. si- I'm sitting here watching this junk, and, and the kid. We're laughing, making fun of the movie, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's sitting here watching it like God doesn't care nothing about football. No, he cares. He cares nothing about baseball. Mm-hmm. He cares nothing about sports. What what he cares about is making his name known on this earth mm-hmm. to every tribe and nation and people group. Mm-hmm. That's what God cares about, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this movie is just like one. The acting's terrible. <laughs> They should have never been able to make another movie. <laughs> and two, it's just that's prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Hemmed up in a Christian movie. This mm-hmm. is this is the reason Christian movies suck. By the way, <laughs> true. It, you know that they, yeah. they throw this stuff in here. Sorry, there's my rant for this morning. The rant. The rant. Are uh, you getting into the Happy Rant podcast? I love. We're trying to trying to steal it. I love so Happy cool. Rant. <laughs> uh, Barnabas Piper, Ted Cluck, and Ronnie Martin. Hook us up, man. Come on. We're trying to. We're pushing your podcast. Pushing right. your podcast. Yeah, um. So so let's let's talk about this. J.D. Greer, uh, uh, going back to the interpretation of the Old Testament, he's he's preaching on the uh, road to Aramaeus passage that you used. <laughs> what did I say? I said, you said Aramaeus. 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 Whatever. <laughs> you don't 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 come at me, bro. I don't don't come at my, me. I haven't finished my coffee. Coffee. I, don't come at me. I will speak Jesus' name. I say vegetable. Like vegetable. Don't come at me. Come at me. Vegetable. Vegetable. The vegetable. So, anyways, 
So he, he, he lays out 66 books. I'm going to run through them uh, real quick. Uh, again, this is J.D. Greer. He says, In Genesis, I was the word of God creating the heavens and the earth. In Exodus, I was the Passover lamb whose blood was sprinkled on the doorpost of your heart so that you could escape the bonds of slavery. In Leviticus, hey, normally we stop in Leviticus or skip over it. We're just, we're just don't, like, don't we normally do? Yeah, that? yeah. And that's where like a lot of people's like Bible reading plan gets right. like, like done. done. Oh, you you want to know what's the point of Leviticus? Mm. That Jesus is the temple, the holy place where you meet God. In Numbers, I was your ever-present guide, your pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Mm. In Deuteronomy, I was the prophet coming who is greater than Moses. Mm. In Joshua, I was the conquering warrior leading you to the promised land. In Judges, I was the broken savior rising up to rescue you. In Ruth, I was your kingsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, I was the pure-hearted shepherd king who rushed out to your to face the your giants all alone. Ooh. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on a minute. You don't face your giants, Chris? No. No. Christ went on your behalf and destroyed the giant of sin. Mm. Uh, you're not David. You're not David. Good old Matty Chan. <laughs> Tell us. You're not David. In First and Second Kings, I was the righteous ruler. In First and Second Chronicles, I was the restorer of the kingdom. In Ezra, the faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, the rebuilder of the walls. In Esther, I was your advocate, risking my life to restore you to royalty. And in Job, I was your living redeemer. In Psalms, I was the one who hears your cries. In Proverbs, I am wisdom personified. In Ecclesiastes, I'm the meaning that lets you escape the madness. In the Song of Solomon, I am your lover and your bridegroom. In Isaiah, I am the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, wounded for your transgressions and bruised for your iniquities. In Jeremiah, I am the spirit that writes God's law on your heart. In Lamentation, I was the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, I was the river of life bringing healing to a nation. In Daniel, I was the fourth man in the fire. In Hosea, I was the ever faithful husband pursuing my unfaithful bride. In Joel, I was the restorer of all that of all that the locusts have eaten. In Amos, I was your burden bearer. In Obadiah, I was your I was the judge of all the earth. In Jonah, the prophet cast out into the storm so that you may be brought in. In Micah, the everlasting ruler born to us in Bethlehem. In Nahum, the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, your reason to rejoice even when the, our fields are empty. Prosperity gospel, babe. In, Ze in Zephaniah, I am the great reformer. In Haggai, the cleansing fountain. In Zechariah, the pierced son whom every eye on earth will one day behold. And in Malachi, I am the son of righteousness, rising with healing in my wing. That's the Old Testament. Mm. That's the Old Testament. Then, J.D. Greer takes it one step further. Further. One step further. One step. He goes to the New Testament. What? New Testament's about Jesus too? What? No. No. No, you didn't know that. In Matthew, he's the king of the Jews. In Mark, he's the son of God. In Luke, he's the savior born to us, the city of David, Christ the Lord. In John, he's the word became flesh dwelling among us. In Acts, he's is Christ, the risen Lord, proclaiming salvation to the nations. In Romans, he's the justifier. First and second Corinthians, he's the spirit at work in the churches. In Galatians, he is the righteousness imputed to us by faith. Ephesians, he's our righteous armor. Philippians, the God who meets our every need. And Colossians, the firstborn of all creation. First and second Thessalonians, he's descending from heaven with a shout coming to meet us together in the clouds. 
First and Second Timothy, the one mediator between God and man, Titus, our faithful pastor, Philemon, our redeemer, restoring us to service, and Hebrews, our great high priest, James, the life at work in our faith, First and Second Peter, he's our living cornerstone. First, Second, and Third John, our advocate, pleading his righteousness in our place. And Jude, he's God, our Savior, the one who keeps us from stumbling and presents us blameless in, in his presence with great joy. And in Revelation, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and end, the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Mm, come on. And he says this right here at the end. Listen to this, guys. It's always only ever been about him. He is the center of it all. Mm. Amen. That's why our hearts burn That's for why. Jesus. Amen. He's the center of it all. You know how mama used to say, the world don't revolve around you, Chris. I don't know if your mama ever said that to you, but she said it to me all the time. <laughs> Probably. Right? Probably, yeah. the, the world revolves around Jesus. Jesus. Mm. Amen. Amen. Y'all got to go listen to J.D. Grizz say this. He does a whole lot better catch, job. Catch your breath a little bit. Yeah. But J, J.D., man, I, li- I like J.D.'s preaching. and his, too, his cadence through that just chills. Chills. Yes. Chills. Yes. Mm, that's good stuff. But yeah, that's that. When you begin to look at the Old Testament, all of Scripture, not just the Old Testament, all of Scripture, and begin to see that it all points to Christ. And when you begin viewing reading scripture with that in mind, and I encourage you as, as the church, begin reading your Bible with that in mind. Now, you might need some help in that. And again, you, you're you going to probably gonna need some, obviously you have the Holy Spirit who illuminates that to you, but you're also going to be yeah, study tools because you, you're going to need to kind of grasp with what's going on because then you can also take the interpretation and you can really go wild with some of, some right. of that too. You can like allegorize stuff that really doesn't need to be allegorized. Right. But again, that's another topic for another day. But that, but again, prayerfully read the scriptures and say, Lord, would you would you reveal Christ to me from all of the scriptures yep. and, and begin viewing the Old Testament not just about a bunch of heroes of the faith. I mean, they well, did some great things, but they but they were also very very flawed people. Right. Like, and and that that's that's one of the good things about it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Saul, mm-hmm. right? Uh, David, right? S- Saul was tall, good looking, mm-hmm. like homeboy was just the most good looking man. Yeah, like in, in all of in the town. Yeah, like women walked by and they're like, <laughs> they thought they 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 knew that he was good looking, right. and that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But he was flawed. So God provided another king, David, mm-hmm. right? David to pop in, humble, was short, fat, stubby, bald head, kind of looked like me, mm-hmm. right? You know, and so so you can be Saul in this situation, uh, good looking, tall, <laughs> short, fat, stubby, ugly. You know, walks up on the scene, mm-hmm. and he God or, uh, ordains him to become king. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Even though he was a man after God's own heart, mm-hmm. he still sinned. Oh yeah. Massively, massively, I mean, and, and so it it points us to one. Okay, well, if he st- sinned, he died, and his reign was supposed to continue forever. Mm-hmm. Like, who's coming next? Who's it going Solomon? to? Was it Solomon? No, because Solomon had a bunch of wives. He had a, a gold jet ski with spinning rims. Like, homeboy had that money, uh-huh. you know, and he he also died. So. And then eventually, every king, after every king after that. And then eventually, they just continued to be destroyed. And mm. 
uh, Israel is just gone. Right. Like that. So what's going to happen? Where's the king that was promised? Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Jesus. That's it. Jesus. So. All right. Well, we just... That's we'll good. We'll just Jesus juke you. That's... Hey, man. That's what it is. <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to do every Sunday. Just Jesus juke. Jesus juke you every passage of scripture. Mm. Jesus juke it. So. Hey, so read your Bibles. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. That's it. That's... Uh, you want the foundation of your faith? Read your Bible. Read it. Study it. Hey, uh, good. Another tool you can use get you an ESV study Bible. Amen. They best one you can get. You know, not sponsored. Um, not sponsored. CSB is a good one too. CSB study Bible. But yep. I, I really uh, love the ESV. Study so Bible. At, at, in the ESV study Bible, at the beginning, it tells you the context. Right. We need to read it in context. Uh, yes, we. The Holy Spirit illuminates our hearts to understand what mm-hmm. the Word is, but these books of the Bible were not written to us two hundred and, or I mean, two thousand years later. <laughs> two hundred years later, I was going to say two hundred and twenty-two, but two thousand years later, mm-hmm. they were written in a certain context during certain things happening, and we've got to understand that as we read yep. it and study it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so we so we can be better equipped to study it, and. When we do that, we'll continue to read it and grow in Christ. And one day, if I can find this passage of Scripture, it's not going to happen. It's all right. But here we go. I'll, I'll read this as a benediction. A benediction. We're benediction this podcast out. You're going to throw down a Jude. The Jude. Oh, I'm throwing oh, down some Jude. Let's go. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, and now and forever. Amen. To the praise praise of of his glory. glory. Emotional damage!